podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. It's Thursday, and let's just say there's a reason for it. I am Philip Slavin, and this is the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. Yeah, so yesterday's game preview, which was supposed to feature Riley Gates of GoPowerCat.com and Joel Penfield of Cowboys Ride for Free, uh, got recorded Tuesday night. Uh, it was a really good episode. Uh, we had a lot of fun, a lot of jokes, a lot of good information. And somewhere in the recording process, uh, technology failed us, as it is wont to do sometimes. And the audio was unsalvageable. So instead of having a big game preview for Oklahoma State, Kansas State, we don't this week. It was way too late to try and record again. And could I have spent six hours trying to fix the audio and put together some like 15 minute podcast? I mean, I could have, but I'm not going to. So what we have today is our picks episode a day early. That also, you know, gives us more time to put it out. We've got a really, really good guest for it today. And yes, Chris is here, but I wanted to go ahead and just do this intro on my own. Now, that said, there was something from the intro that we recorded for our Wednesday episode that is worth talking about. So, first thing I'm going to say before we get to both of those things, both of our picks and uh, our little conversation about the whole Iowa-Iowa State band situation, which I think is worth talking about, just going to say this. This game on Saturday, Kansas State in Stillwater at Oklahoma State, is the big game of the week. If you're an Oklahoma State or Kansas State fan, you have to have ESPN Plus to watch it. In fact, if you want to watch it at all, you have to have ESPN Plus. And it's worth going ahead and signing up for. There is so much great original content on there. If you're a big fan of the 30 for 30s, get it. If you want to watch the Miles to Go documentary, get it. If you want to watch Peyton's Place, get it. If you want to watch Late Night with Katie Nolan, get it. And if you want to watch Big 12 sports, football, men's and women's basketball, a lot of basketball games are going to be on there. Olympic sports. I'm an Oklahoma State fan. I watch the women's soccer games. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate there being a place that has Big 12-specific content. Just go ahead and get signed up. You get a free trial to start with if you haven't done so yet. So do us a favor. 
go to the 1012 Twitter account at TEN, the number 12, the word podcast. There is a tweet pinned to the top with a link. Click it and get yourself signed up for ESPN+. Plus. It's $4.99, just like it is anywhere else. The difference is if you click that link, you help us out, and we appreciate it. Chris is big on transparency, so I'm trying to be as transparent as possible. It's real simple. Go to our Twitter account, TEN, the number 12, the word podcast. Find the tweet pinned to the top. Click the link. Get signed up and get all the awesome ESPN Plus content. Without further ado, our Iowa State band discussion, and then we're making picks with Daniel Alexander from Grinders with Blinders. We got to talk about this Iowa State Iowa band situation that's kind of gotten way, way off the rails. So, for those of you who don't know anything about it, essentially the uh, Iowa band, after they left after the Iowa State game, There were accusations that the Iowa State band was harassed, that a woman was beaten to the point that she had broken ribs. There were some serious allegations raised against Iowa State fans after that game. The problem with this entire situation has been that, while Iowa's president has been very staunch in his his initial statement, no details are released, no files have been charged. Uh, The University of Iowa police, who were with the band at the time have no reports about anything like this. Uh, the, the most there was is that, that there was there was pushing and some shoving as the Iowa band left the stadium. Uh, Jamie Pollard had a press conference today, and the information that he gave was that essentially they had told the Iowa band to exit through a specific gate. They chose to exit through a public gate, which means they walked with the crowd of Iowa State fans and proceeded to play the Iowa song as they did so in formation, um, despite being told to do otherwise. Now, obviously, that's not any sort of saying that, well, they deserved what was alleged to have happened, but at this point, uh, Iowa refuses to release any sort of details, information, uh, as far as names or or anything in regards to this issue to prove that it actually happened. And the whole thing just feels like a giant shit show. And the Iowa president just looks like he has egg on his face because he's threatening that maybe they should cancel the series if they can't make sure that the bands are safe moving forward. And it all just feels like a giant joke and Iowa's president is a moron. And uh, Chris... Uh, I, I I talked to Levi about this a little bit, and that was kind of the gist of, look, Iowa's president's kind of just an, an a-hole, and this whole thing is ridiculous, and, and, and Iowa State's pretty much coming out of what seemed like a terrible thing pretty much... Uh pretty much okay, because there's no evidence that anything actually happened beyond some pushing and shoving, and it wouldn't have happened if the Iowa band had followed the rules. So what, what, are, what are your thoughts on this thing? Well, I think all you really need to look at is in that video where... The Iowa president was, you know, sharing his concerns and about how they needed security plans detailed uh, before the series could move forward. All this stuff. It just was very smug, very condescending, very, it, it didn't really, it seemed to be more about slighting Iowa State and like, treating Iowa State like a little brother. Like, if you want to keep playing us, then, you know, you're going to have to jump through our hoops because we're Iowa. And it's just, you know, to go back to your point, that yes, if you're going to exit out a public gate through the sea of people that leave a game and you're on, you know, you're on foreign turf and you're playing your song right after a tough loss, it's not that... You know, obviously we don't want anything to happen. It's not that they deserve anything to happen, but what did you think was going to happen? You know, it's people are trying to cut through. You don't get to monopolize the area when you're going through a public gate. You know, you have to let the crowd go through. You can't cut people off and 
And then people, and, and frankly, Iowa State fans aren't going to wait for the Iowa band to take their time leaving the stadium as they insult them playing their song as they leave. You know, like that's basically just the middle finger, <laughs> you know, to the Iowa State fans. And so, no, I'm not surprised that like one of the complaints was, well, a guy cut through the cut through the band and, and kind of. Uh, pushed one band member, you know, uh, out of his way as he did. Well, okay, that's going to happen. Have you have you been in the mass of people that leaves the game before? That could just happen anyway. Um, and then the other allegation, the much more serious allegation, with the the girl that had allegedly had her ribs broken and she was cornered by a group of men. Um, if that's true, and, and I don't want to, I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I don't know. But if it is true, why is there not a police investigation? That like that's a criminal matter. That's not that goes beyond the rivalry. That goes beyond uh, the the band. That goes beyond everything. That is a criminal matter. And why wasn't it reported to the police? Why wasn't uh, why didn't the band director you know report it to the police? Why didn't the girl report it to the police? Like you said, they have like state troopers or whatever that travel with them. <laughs> But yet they don't have any record of this. They don't have nothing was mentioned to them if it did happen. And that in itself is somewhat strange. Yeah, the whole thing just feels like a giant mess. And look, this is no way about no one's victim blaming or anything. But if you're given instructions for your own safety and you you decide not to follow those instructions to do your own thing and something happens, like there is a certain amount of where that is on you. Uh, and I don't, I'm not saying that, that that justifies anything or the act, if, if what was alleged happened was justified or that anyone should do anything against anybody. Well, let, let me ask you, if if they're leaving playing their song, and, and it's not like they didn't know they're going through a public gate. I, I, I think the hundreds of people going through it at the same time was probably a good uh, a good clue. So if they were told to use a different gate and do, is this an accident or was this on purpose by the Iowa band? I mean, it does feel a little bit like let's go poke the bear and then cry foul when people don't like it. And I like I, it. This whole situation is weird. Um, I would suggest going and checking out Wide Right Natty Light. Uh, Levi has done a great job of covering this and writing about it. They've got some some articles that are worth reading if you want to learn more about it. I just this whole story is ridiculous, and it's this this rivalry is not going anywhere. I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe they should take a year or two off and cool down because this is this feels like. This is becoming a very contentious rivalry with a lot of vitriol and venom. But, you know, it's, God, all I know is the Iowa president, let's just, let's just call him a, a blowhard and an a-hole. And, and hey, I think that, that that ends this conversation. Hey, if Iowa wants to end the rivalry because of the band, then, you know, let that reputation sit with them, that, that, whatever. Yeah, if, if that's why they cancel it, then all then that tells you that Iowa was just looking for an excuse to not play this game anymore so they could schedule another FCS team instead. So, of course, we're making picks today. Uh, four Big 12 games, not five this week. So that's that's five games we'll be picking our, our Big 12 slate as, as well as our non-Big 12 game. And this week, you know, we, we've brought in some uh, a couple of different guest pickers and, and we've, we wanted to bring someone who is closer to a pro or at least someone who actually kind of does this more regularly than our usual guests. Very excited to have Daniel Alexander uh, from the site Grinders with Blinders on the show today. Daniel, welcome to the 1012. 
Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so you, uh, you and your site, you guys, you guys cover uh, sports betting, uh, college and professional. Uh, so yep. just kind of tell me your philosophy and, and how you how you go about doing this. Um, I'm a pretty high volume better. I'll probably make about eight thousand bets in a year across all sports. Uh, my favorite happens to be college football, so that's why I was excited to be here today. Um, we're, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to go about this. We, uh, there's situational capping, we build models, we use historical data, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's just decision making. How good of a decision maker can you be? Um, you know, there's a whole market that's happening, you know, when, when spreads and totals open up and it's, um, uh, you're trying to follow the market, be ahead of the market. It's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of fun, and I'm really passionate about it. So uh, I'm excited to pick some games here today. I, I happen to look, there's a Big 12 matchup this weekend that I love uh, that I'm excited to talk about. So thank you for having me. I'm just, I'm just excited to have someone on that knows what they're doing after this last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I, we can pretend, right? Some months I really know what I'm doing, and some months I don't. So. <laughs> I am curious. Yeah, I've I listened to a couple of different sports podcasts, and they make picks and things. It, do you have one kind of rule or trick that that you or thing that you look to that others may not as much when you're trying to pick games? I, I listened to one guy, and he talks. He he was really big on checking the forecasts and looking at you know wind speeds and directions and and how that's going to affect the game. So, is there something that you look at it in when you when you pick a game and and bet that maybe others don't, or you think kind of helps give you an edge? Well, one of the first things I do, uh, especially when lines are opening up for the week for college football, at least, is, um, uh, you know, I have my own set of lines that I've sort of set up before the lines come out. And I'm really looking for games where, uh, you know, I, I consider the spread to be really off. Now, you know, obviously the, the markets are very smart. It's not, you know, they're not wrong. It's not like every game you can go bet because their lines are wrong. But, you know, there's a few games every week where, my numbers sort of disagree with the lines that come out. And, uh, you know, I'll just, I don't want to jump ahead to anything, but uh, like I said, the, the Baylor-Iowa State game, I was excited to talk about because I really disagree with the market currently. So we'll see how right or wrong I am, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's start there then. Let's start with the Iowa State-Baylor game. This one's interesting as, as Baylor opened as a three and a half point favorite and, uh, and Iowa State is currently a three point favorite in this one. Uh, and for those interested, the over-under is currently set at, at 55. So Daniel, as our guest, and you're excited to talk about this, let us, what, what do you think about this game? Um, this particular game, uh, I, I sort of agreed with the, the opener that you talked about. Um, I think Baylor should be favored in this game. Uh, they, um, they sort of slept walk last week against Rice. Uh, they were big favorites. I thought they were going to cover. I had bet them to cover. They did not. Uh, and then, of course, Iowa State, they look like world beaters, right? They put up 72 points at home last week. And so I think a lot of people are, are seeing that. There's maybe a little bit of what's called recency bias, where it's like, well, you know, Baylor didn't look too sharp. Iowa State was unstoppable. You know, Iowa State's got to be the play here. They're, they're short favorites. Um I actually think Baylor should be favored. Uh, my, my numbers say Baylor should be about minus two, minus two and a half. And uh, I'm going to bet it as such. Uh, I'm going to take Baylor this week in that particular game in that spot. The other part is actually uh, tons of my historical models are screaming at me about the under. 
Uh, and that that under actually opened at 58. Pinnacle opened it at a juiced up to the under 58. And we've seen it fall three points, even three and a half points in some places. That's a big deal. You know, that means that uh, there's real money that's also taken the under in this game. So, you know, if you want to get into some intermediate capping, we've already crossed 56. So maybe you want to stay away. 56 is a little bit of a key number. Maybe that total's come down too much for people. Um, I bet it at 57. Uh, I would personally stay away at 54. But, uh, but you know, if you're looking for action, I think the under's the play there. And uh, me personally, I'm betting uh, Baylor, uh, Baylor plus three, and then the under of 57. The current line is same thing, Baylor plus three, and then, like I said, total sitting at 55. So big disagreement with my model and the line that's currently posted. All right. Uh, Chris, yeah. what do you got in this one, man? Well, it seems like the money, I guess, is uh, following Iowa State since the line has moved so much. But I actually like the Cyclones in this one because, yes, there is recency bias, but it's based on what we saw last year and who we thought this team was going to be this year. In the first couple games out, they did not show that. Uh, you know, needing three overtimes against Northern Iowa, losing to Iowa they exercised a lot of those demons uh, last week. And I, I think they found more importantly, some offensive rhythm that might give Baylor some problems. And, and, and Baylor let me down last week. I also took them and uh, that did not work out. So I'm not going to make that mistake again. Uh, I, I'm just going to put my faith in Iowa state being the team we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, Baylor cost me as well last week. I, I think we all thought Baylor would do a lot better against Rice, but for some reason the offense just went into a shell in the second half. Now, part of that was, you know, Rice pace of play. They slow that game out and Baylor didn't get very many, very many opportunities to score in the second half. They just didn't take advantage. So there was a, there's a stat that I found and I look, if I'm wrong, I forgot to double check it and forgive me, but that, that through three games, Despite the the lack of actual scoring points in those first those first two contests, Iowa State's only had one three and out this season. So wow. it kind of feels like the offense was it, they were moving the ball, and, and in that Iowa game, they moved the ball. They would they would get down the field. They just couldn't they just couldn't seem to score. And and I kind of feel like the yes, they went crazy last week against you, uh, Louisiana Monroe. And, yeah, and, yeah. and I don't I don't foresee anything like that again this season. It kind of felt like the floodgates just opened and all this pent-up offense just came pouring out. But I do think Iowa State has a better offense than we than we think based off the fact that they just weren't scoring as many points. Iowa's got a good defense. You know, they talked about you and I as a weird game. Iowa State offensively struggles a little bit to, to start the season. But I, Chris, Chris, I'm with you here. I think I think Iowa State can cover the three. Um, I, because I think I think they figured some things out on offense, and they found some guys, and and you know they had a lot of guys to replace. It takes a few times to really build that relationship between quarterback and and receivers. So I think they've kind of figured things out. I don't expect seventy points, but I think Iowa State can can cover the the three point spread against Baylor this week. I will say that this uh, when we do the confidence in the in the other uh, pick'em, that this is probably my one pointer. This is the game I'm I'm least confident picking. Mm. Yeah, no, trust me on my end. Hey, the way the two teams performed, this is like, you know, we say you kind of hold your nose and you bet Baylor plus three and and you hope it works out. But like like you guys said, the way Iowa State looked last week, I, I don't love sitting in the position I am today, but I just follow my numbers and hope for the best. 
So it's interesting you you said that that was the one you you set your one for and your confidence. Uh, this game that we're about to talk about is the one where I set the the one for my confidence. TCU is is currently a 16 point favorite over Kansas. They open as a 20 point favorite, uh, and the over under which opened at 48 has actually gone up to 49. Now you can get this line if you shop around at 15 and a half or or 16 and a half for TCU, but at this point TCU is the favorite, and this line has has come back a little bit. Uh, Daniel, where, what are, what's your feeling on this game? Um, confidence wise, I'm pretty low on this. I, I don't uh, I don't love this game. I'm going to have a small position this week on Kansas. I'm going to look for plus 16. And again, I don't love it. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know how far they've how far Kansas has really come. That big win against BC. I don't know how indicative that is of how good Kansas is. I think TCU is still a very good team. Performance-wise, I think TCU is one of the top 25 or 30 teams in the country. Um, I just like Kansas here because we're getting 16 points in a game that that is slated to score about 50. You know, So it's going to be hard for the favorite to win by 17 or more points if we're only expected to have 50 points scored in the game. So this is the kind of thing where I just hope Kansas can hang around, maybe sneak a score, maybe get a short field and get a lucky touchdown and at the end of the day cover. But uh, confidence-wise, I don't love it. And, uh, you know, this isn't one of my big games that I'm looking to make a ton of money winning this bet. Small stakes on Kansas. Hope they win. Move on to next weekend. So, Chris, I'll, I'll go next, and I'll let you, I'll let you wrap this one up. I, I actually agree with Daniel. I've got Kansas in this one. And it's – I do think that, that Duggan, the quarterback for TCU, is the guy of the future. But, man, he is he is struggling. Um, he, you can see the talents there, but he is struggling as a true freshman. I, I think TCU gets this win. I think the revenge factor from TCU's loss to Kansas last year plays a role here. I think TCU coming off the loss to a rival SMU plays a role here. I think they're going to want to play really well. And the last thing they want to do after losing to Kansas last year and losing to their rival who they hadn't lost to since 2011 last week is lose to Kansas at home this week. So I do think TCU is going to win here. I think the defense is going to play better than they did last week. But 16 is, man, that's a, I don't trust TCU's offense enough to beat Kansas. And I know Kansas isn't, you know, they're, they're not great, but they have looked better these last two weeks. I just don't trust TCU's offense to put off enough points to beat Kansas by, by 17, essentially. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I think TCU wins this one, but I'm going to take Kansas in this game. Yeah, I I'm going to go with the other side. You know, you, you said it. It's the um, coming off the loss against SMU, the rivalry. TCU's got something to prove this week. It's at TCU. Kansas's play has been really up and down, and I like what Les Miles has done so far there. But it's uh, man, Duggan's play does scare me. Duggan, Duggan, I never know. Uh, <laughs> His play does scare me uh, because it's, it's not solid and in, in it has issues and that cropped up against SMU. Uh, but man, the Jayhawks are just so up and down. I don't know. If, they, if the Jayhawks impress me here, we'll know a lot more about them. But on the road in Fort Worth, uh, TCU coming off the loss, Gary Patterson, uh, or as the uh, the Big 12 media teleconference person, Peterson, uh, which was kind of funny. If anybody listened into that, that was hilarious because uh, Patterson chimed in and was like, uh, Peterson? And uh, it, it was just kind of funny. So, uh, no, I'm going to take the Horned Frogs. Okay. 
the game that I mean, I didn't put it as a one, but I really have a hard time with this one is Texas Tech heading to Oklahoma. Uh, this is the first time we've seen Texas Tech since their late night loss to Arizona. Uh, OU also had a bye. Right now, Oklahoma is a 27-point favorite. This line actually opened with OU as a 23, and the over-under is 70 and a half right now. Daniel, what's your feeling here, man? Um, I'm going to pass on taking a side on this game because I don't know. I'm split. I've got, uh, I've got information that makes me like both sides. I'm going to go with the under, and it's not the easy way out here taking this under, okay? Uh, we opened at 73. We're down to 70 and a half or 71 across the market. Um, we're seeing about 50% of bets on each side. So that means the market is also sort of split on, is this game going to go over or is it going to go under? Um, I've got his, some historical data that tells me, hey, you know what? These guys are going to play each other and they're not going to get to the number of 71. So um, I, I actually feel pretty good about, uh, you know, taking the under at 70 and a half. And then you, know, you look at these two teams and you look at how they perform historically and the points they score, and you think, you know, oh, crap, this game's going to end in the 90s or something like that. Um, I, I think a lot of betters think that. And then so when you have a lot of guys that are thinking, oh, they're going to, you know, run up the scoreboard and blow out the light bulbs on the thing, and then you actually have the line go down during the week, I think that's a good sign that uh, the under is the good place to play. So um, I was on this a little earlier before it got to 70 and a half, but I would still bet it at that number. All right, Chris, what's your thought? Oklahoma won this game by five points last year, but there's a key difference and that is no Alan Bowman. And without him, we saw what happens to the Red Raiders. I think the Sooners have this covered by halftime. Uh, there's that risk. I, w- I would say, I-, I think OU wins comfortably. They win by 35. So anything less than that, uh, I'm going to take the Sooners. They're just too. They're just too much offensive firepower, and Texas Tech is has just been neutered. Yeah, the Allen Bowman thing concerns me. So, uh, Chris, I know you hate over unders. Um, I, I, <laughs> and your statistical data, Daniel, concerns my pick here because I actually was going to take the over and and as I referenced before, the weather thing. So I started getting interested in you know how weather affects this stuff, and the forecast shows rain all day Saturday in Norman, which means it's going to get wet. And from what I've what I've read and learned is that wet games with football tend to get a little crazy uh, and the point totals tend to go up a bit because, you know, there's there's more turnovers, things get a little wild, players fall down, so you get more big touchdowns, defenders can't quite catch up. So I I, I'm glad this line kept dropping to 70 and a half. I don't think they beat it by much, but OU's been putting up at least 45 in games. Um, I know Texas Tech stumbled there against Arizona, only got 14. I, I realize they've got a backup quarterback. And I know OU's defense has improved this year, but there's just 11 a.m. game, a slow start, but a lot of points in the second half. I, I almost think OU can do most of the damage offensively in getting sure. to that over here. So I'm actually going to take the over in this one. It, it's funny you say that. That was sort of my my concern taking the under on my side is that uh, you're absolutely right, man. Oh, you can go do 55 points of this on their own if they feel like it. So, you know, you just sort of, you hold your breath and, you know, as an under better, you hope that they slow it down in the second half. Absolutely. 
All right, so before we get to our last Big 12 game, it's our it's our game of the week. Let's uh, let's all go around the the group and talk about what we want for our our non Big 12 game. And Chris, I'm actually going to let you go this one since you're four and zero in your non Big 12 games. Let's just get it out of the way. Wow, congrats. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, actually, so the first two weeks, uh, I went back to the well with uh, Ohio State uh, in, in week two after after they got me the win in week one. And then last week, I switched it up going with the Raging Cajuns to get the win over Ohio outright, let alone as the dog. And um, yeah, I'm going to go back to the Raging Cajuns. They did me well last week. Uh, I liked them in their matchup against uh, Georgia Southern this week. I, and uh the line is uh, they're they're favored. The uh, UL uh, Lafayette is favored by three and a half. I like him to get the win by more than that. They're um, undefeated against the the spread, and I'm just going to write it out. Okay, I'm I'm taking a little bit of page from your book and going um, going group of five as well here. Uh, right now, Louisiana Tech is a nine and a half point favorite over Rice. Louisiana Tech's offense has not been what we expected coming into the season, and, and with Rice's Slow pace of play. You saw what they did to Army. Obviously, we saw what they did to Baylor last week. Um, I actually think this will be a lower scoring game. I do, you know, I, I figure Louisiana Tech probably wins, but I think Rice can keep this game close enough that Louisiana Tech doesn't win by by ten. So I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna take Rice here in this game. Okay. That yeah. So Daniel, that leaves you. What is a, what's your non Big Twelve game here this week? Um, one game that I really liked when the line opened and I bet it right away. Um, and it's actually still pretty much right at the same number. I like Mississippi state a lot this week as they visit Auburn. Mississippi state is a 10 and a half or an 11 point dog. If you shop around. Uh, and I think that's a great number, uh, especially in the sec conference road dogs in those lower totals, especially when you get into sort of some double digit road dogs, really low total games, uh, these teams know each other well. Uh, they just tend to slow down, and I think Mississippi State is going to keep the game close for most of it, if not be up for part of the game. I think Auburn's going to ultimately win, but I, I think their win is going to be in the single digits. I, I see like a, a 28-20, 24-17 type game, and uh, Mississippi State as, a, we'll say, an 11-point dog this week. I did look at that one. Auburn's offense, I know everyone's talking about Bo Nix, but the Auburn's offense hasn't been that great. Their defense has been really good, but their offense has been okay. So, I, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a good pick there, man. I really do. Since we have a professional on, I want to ask about another game. because I, I tend to stay away from the Power Five. I think that uh, the Lions are a little just too dialed in, and, and we, we know a lot more about those teams, and, and there's just not as much value to find. But a game that kind of piqued my interest was – Northwestern at Wisconsin. Um, I liked Wisconsin in it, but I stayed away because of the 24 and a half. I, what were your thoughts on that game? Oh, that that's a tough one. I mean, all of us are looking at a tale of two worlds, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Northwestern have looked any worse last week, you know, against Michigan State. And then Wisconsin, you're looking at them thinking, crap, are they going to win the Big Ten, right? These guys. <laughs> so um, this is a very hard game for me to cap. This is almost sort of a situation where I'm going to stay away. Uh, and, and one reason for that is because we just saw such big extremes last week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's almost it, when you go put games like that into your model, you almost have to start to wonder, is my model thrown off because these were such outlier performances by both teams? Do you know what I mean? It's like, should I trust how amazing Wisconsin was? And was Northwestern really that bad? So 
if I had to pick a side in this game, I would probably take the Northwestern, the the 24 and a half points. Um, I don't like that. You know, trust me, I don't like that spot. It just just feels like a week where with a team like Northwestern, you're going to want to stay away. I do have one historical model on Northwestern that just grabs uh, big power five dogs that are kind of on a losing streak. Um, they just sort of tend to do well. Uh, they cover it about, you know, there's other layers to it that I don't want to bore everybody with, but <laughs> these, you know, you get these power five big dogs that are on these losing streaks. And in some situations, they actually cover quite a high rate. You know, they'll hit at 55 or 56% against the spread. And mm-hmm. I do have that lit up this week for Northwestern, but uh, Hey, it, it's a great game to look at. It's a, I'm glad you brought that one up, but we just saw such crazy extremes last week. I really don't know what way to take that game. All right, so last game we're going to pick, obviously, Oklahoma State uh, welcoming Kansas State into Stillwater. This was our game of the week. No, we didn't have a preview. Blame technology because, you know, it never fails. Uh, right now, Oklahoma State is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I believe they opened as a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-under is set at 60-and-a-half. So, Daniel, uh, what's your feeling on this game? Um, I feel like I'm going to be with, with uh, most of the world here, but I like K-State. I like that plus four. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm opening up one of my historical models. I really likes them so I can talk about it. Um, let's see. It, it's, this is why he's the professional. He's got models. He's got yeah. all this data and we're over here just you know, <laughs> throwing, look, throwing look, darts at a board. You know, yeah. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I have all, so many friends who do this, you know, that, that are picking games too. And there's weeks for my buddy who's just like, Oh, I'll pick five or six games with my gut. He goes six and zero, and I'm sitting there doing all this work all week, finishing two and four. And it's like, well, you know, who's the actual smart guy here, right? It's probably <laughs> the guy who spent five minutes to go six and zero. So there's no, you know, no shame in that. Is what that, I tell these guys, you know. I mean, that's that's every year with March Madness with my wife. She, you know, <laughs> for sure. You guys are gonna sweep the board, and I'm gonna go zero and five or something, right? I mean, that's just how this works. <laughs> um, so, um. I like road dogs. What what it is, you know, we're taking teams that are on losing streaks. Oklahoma State is off that loss. Uh, K-State's coming in, and they've actually been on a road trip. When you get these conference dogs on road trips, catching a team off a loss, they just tend to do well. It do, I don't have the biggest sample in the world, so I don't love this spot. Um, I've only got about 100 occurrences of this happening in the past six years, but uh, it hits at about 60% against the spread. You know, is it noise? Is it random noise I'm looking at? I don't know. But uh, I think K-State has an edge here as uh, conference road dogs against a team off a loss. I think it's a good spot for them, and I like that plus four. All right, Chris, what do you got? This one's tough. Uh, But in the end, I think Oklahoma State's the better team, and it's at Oklahoma State. So I'm going to go with the home team in this one. But it's really tough because Texas somewhat exposed the Cowboys – um, and shutting down uh, Tylen Wallace and and uh, you know forcing them to run and then Oklahoma State they just it's a tough game because Kansas State could do something similar but I do think the Cowboys are going to adjust that uh, what we saw against Texas and, and if they can free up their their firepower and, and find ways to get these guys the ball. Then, then Oklahoma State gets the win, and I think they cover by a score. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. Uh, Kansas State's been super impressive this year. 
uh, they, they've caught me by surprise and uh, I, I have no problems admitting that. So I'm, I don't feel good about the pick. I just think that, it, man, I, I, I think that uh, kind of going with my gut here, I like the Cowboys in this one. So when this was six and a half, I was, I was kind of all over Kansas state. I agreed. I, I thought that with the way OSU looked, some of it was coaching. Some of it's just the limitations of Spencer Sanders. You know, I, I think that they're just not ready to give him the full playbook yet. And Texas is ready to play off of that. See, I think that'll change this week. I think they're going to let free up Sanders a little bit after what he showed against Texas. I would hope so. But I also think Kansas State brings in a really good offensive line and a really good defensive line. Um, they do. They're going to slow the – you're going to slow the clock down more with Kansas State. There's not going to be as many possessions. So, I, like, I actually kind of like – I almost kind of like the under here. Like, it's like I'm not going to I'm not gonna play it because I can see it going just over. But I, I kind of like the idea of a, you know, a, a 31 – 28 kind of game if this was six and a half i'd still be i'd pick kansas state easily because I, I could see i could see the oklahoma state winning by six i think oklahoma state wins this do i think they win it by 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 six points yeah i can i can see that i can see a i can see a six to seven point win here so i'm, I'm gonna go with osu i i think i had this like at number two in my my confidence i don't i don't feel great about it um, I like that six and a half line better, but at, but at four and a half, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. I, I think this is still a close game. Um, I, I think I don't think six points is a big win. You know, kind of like last week where Texas won 36 to 30. Uh, I think Kansas State gives Oklahoma State a game. I think it's fairly low scoring, but I think OSU I think OSU pulls it out in the end. Okay, well we got we guys uh, we got picks all over the map here. So someone's <laughs> going to win this week, and 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 a couple of people probably aren't. Um, I, I'm glad that we brought in a guest picker who's either going to just wipe the floor with us or, or we're going to look really smart against, which is going to be fun since you know what you're doing. No, yeah, we, we know how <laughs> I mean, you right? You, you bring in the guy that's supposed to know what he's talking about. He's going to lose every game, right? I mean, come on, we know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't feel good about it because I, I think I picked opposite just about every game, which uh, I, that's probably not that smart to do. <laughs> Uh, but Daniel, you have been fantastic, and I, I appreciate you coming on and bringing your expertise. Uh, for anybody who wants to follow the work you do, and, and maybe wants to go check, especially after this week when you wipe the floor with us, and everyone's like, "Oh, let's go see what Daniel's picked," because he's the one to actually follow. Uh, where can they Where can they check out your work, man? Um, let's see. Uh, uh, on Twitter, I'm at DannerB7, and then uh, we have a we have a sports betting blog that a couple of us in the country are running, and uh, that is. Uh, it's grinderswithblinders.com, and on Twitter, it's at GrindersDB7. We talk about all sports on there. We do a lot of college football uh, content, and uh, we're just glad to be here today. Thank you so much for having us on. And, and I promise, I, I verified beforehand, it is totally safe to type in grinderswithblinders.com. <laughs> You'll be okay. Yeah, don't get any misspelling. Like, just make sure you, you type it in properly. Uh, Daniel, I just <laughs> yeah. want to say... I do want to say thanks a lot, man. I really do appreciate having you on it. And no matter the outcome, let me just say this. We're going to have to have you on again. You're you're one of the smarter people that we've had when it comes to actually, you know, making picks. So we're going to have to bring you on one way or the other and do this again later this year. I would love it, man. I hope uh, it'd be fun if, uh, let's see, if I lost every game and I had to come back and redeem myself against you guys, right? That'd be fun. <laughs> yes, there you would. go. All right. Well, everybody, uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Uh, please, let's hope that I have a better week than I've had so far. I've got to do something because it's getting embarrassing. But uh, enjoy the college football, and we will talk to you all on Monday.
Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. Two, rate and review the show. Five stars, please. It helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us on Twitter at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, or you can shoot it to us in an email. That's 1012podcast, T-E-N, number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.